Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Central Park here in very, very cold New York City. We have a big, big show for you today. Um, in the last segment, we're going to be talking about Megan Kelly. Um, and Jesus, good Lord, what is wrong with that woman? Um, and we have lots of other exciting gossip, but um, I'm going to start with the two big stories this week. Well... We're going to cover two big stories that has unfolded over the past week. Um, of course, the Megan Kelly story that I just talked, to, that I just told you about, um, that's going to come in the last segment. And Caitlyn fucking Jenner. Yep, that's right. I gave her a middle name, and it's fucking because she is the most fucking irritating person on earth. Also, by the way, if you don't want to hear F-bombs, you might not want to hear this episode because some of these people are fucking stupid and it's just going to happen. There are no apologies this time. (laughs) Um, So, stupid fucking Caitlyn fucking Jenner. You know, we could play a drinking game based on this. Every time I say the word fucking, you have to take a shot because that's just where I'm at today. Excuse me. Hopefully that's the only cough of the show. So, Caitlin fucking Jenner. Um, she came out as trans and received a lot of praise for her courage and bravery. And there's a lot of hoopla surrounding her, her big announcement. And then she quickly reverted to being the dumb twat that we all know that she is. Um, in the 2016 election, she supported supported Donald Trump, saying that he would be good for LGBT issues, despite evidence to the contrary. She insisted that he was going to take care of us and make sure that we were protected and treat us as American citizens. Again, there was a huge mountain of evidence that proved her wrong. But because she's so fucking dumb, she decided that she knew better than everyone else. And she also went, you know, so she went forward and supported him. And is shocked, shocked, I tell you, that Donald Trump wants to erase transgender people from existence essentially he wants to make gender what you are born with and whatever genitalia you are born with and she just does not understand this she does not understand why her so-called friend would do this especially to her to which i say you're a dumb twat Because, of course, he's going to do this. He doesn't care about anyone but himself. Maybe Ivanka, because he wants to get in her pants. But, you know, at the end of the day, maybe you should look at the evidence instead of trying to convince everybody that they're wrong and you're right. Because you don't know shit, Caitlyn Jenner. You want to play a Marvel superhero? How about you get a brain first? Because what I do know about um, the Marvel superheroes, which admittedly is not very much, but they have brains. They, they have intellect. 
You do not have that. You're you're an Olympian and reality star who simply lucked out into having a voice that you constantly use in the wrong way. So how about you shut your mouth and let the smart people do the talking here? And now, to be fair, she did say she's going to start listening to the LGBTQ community more um, and, and looking at the facts instead of trying to make up her own. Which, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I don't know if it's too little too late because the damage is done. She's already proven herself to be, um, for lack of a nicer way to put it, an idiot. A dumb twat. And I am not drunk enough to deal with dumb twats. To be fair, I don't think you're ever drunk enough to deal with dumb twats. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. Alright, so I needed a palate cleanser after that last segment because Caitlyn Jenner is just one of those people who really get to me. Um, so... The wonderful and fabulous Dr. Channing appeared on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And whenever these old movie stars, these old broads show up there, you know it's going to be a good time. Because unlike today's... um, Unlike today's stars... The ladies of yesterday really know how to provide a good time. And, you know, at this point, their careers are either over or they're so secure in their career that they just don't give a fuck. Either way, um, they always give the best interviews and, you know, they always make it a good time. So, Stacker appeared on Andy Cohen's uh, Watch What Happens Live. And he asked her a bunch of not safe for work questions. But the, the ultimate question and the, the answer was just so perfect. He asked her who was um, the horniest person on the set of Grease. And she answered Jeff Conway that his trailer was always quote-unquote rockin'. Now, first of all, I'm sure Jeff Conway just loved that shout-out. Um, but it also makes so much perfect sense. Um, you know, with John Travolta was never going to get that answer. Or, I shouldn't say never, but it was not likely that John Travolta was going to get that answer. Um, because if if you listen to the gossip, um, you read the gossip blogs, um, or have watched anything with him in it for more than two seconds, you know he he's gay, and um, when they were filming, I'm pretty sure that they kind of kept that on the DL, just like he has up until now. And no, I'm not worried about being sued for libel. First of all, there's nothing wrong with being gay. 
secondly, the man kissed another man and there are pictures all over the internet of it. And, and trust me, I have straight friends. They do not kiss me on the mouth. Unless they're trying to get a little something, something, you know what I mean? No, um... He's a gay man, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a gay man. Well, I guess that wasn't the only half of the show, but hopefully it doesn't get out of control. In any case, um... So, Stockard, like, when, after being asked that question, she laughed and kind of moved on, and, you know, I just love her. Um, I loved her when she played the first lady, um, not Melly. Melly Grant was on Scandal. Um, she was the first lady on the West Wing. And, you know, I watched the shit out of that. There, she was supposed to be on another show that I was really excited about watching. Um, it was an ABC sitcom, I believe. Um, but the woman can really do no wrong. She's in an off-Broadway play, um... Uh, the name escapes me at the moment, but it looks really good, and I'm going to try to get tickets and either con my, um, I don't know what to call him, um, my, my person, I guess, into going with me or beg one of my friends to go with me, um, but in any case, um, if I do go, if I do get a chance to see her, I really hope she does what Neil Patrick Harris did after Hedwig and meet fans backstage, sign autographs, and talk to them. Neil Patrick Harris, just for the record, is one of the most genuine people in show business. Uh, he, um, I went to see a preview of Hedwig before it actually opened on Broadway with some friends... He not only signed autographs and talked to people, but when he was ready to go, he actually just had guys, I can't do this anymore, I'm tired, I'm going to go now. There was no nastiness or anything, it was just simply, I have to go. Some people might think that's rude, but I think that when you're taxing someone else's time, it's perfectly okay for them to say, it's time for me to go. And I'm going to go, and I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm back. As a writer, sometimes I have ideas that are not so good. I know it's shocking because everyone thinks I'm perfect. But... (laughs) No, but truthfully, you know, sometimes you think something's going to work, or... um, that some that an idea will really pan out and maybe it will if you caress it a little and whatever but sometimes an idea just doesn't an idea for a story or a project just doesn't really work you know and in Hollywood there seems to be a lack of ideas at this point um it's like reboot and sequelitis now. And when a when a interesting movie does come along, we're all shocked by it. Um, 
I, I can't even think of the last... I mean, A Star is Born is a really good movie. Don't get me wrong. But it's, it's a remake of a classic, of a classic, of a classic. I may not have gotten enough classics in there. I think it's been remade like four times. And each one has been... Each time it's remade, it's for the new generation. And it's, it's really perfect. Um, a, a, a Quiet Place, I think, is the last like original, original idea that really just broke out in a big way. At least at the box office. Um, you know, the Connors is doing fairly well, considering um, the drama and controversy that it's had to overcome. But even that's a spinoff of Roseanne. So, why am I talking about this? Because they are trying to reboot my favorite movie, and no, 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 it is not going to happen. I will not allow it. I will throw a fit. Uh, they got the one of the writers from Girl Trip, so you know it's in good hands. And it, this is nothing against her. I forget her name at the moment, and I don't feel like going to deadline to look it up. Um, this is nothing against her. I'm sure she's going to do a fantastic job with it. But clueless is one of those movies that should not be remade. Not because, you know, it, it's, it was an Oscar-winning film or whatever. But the, the reason why it works is because it was an of-the-moment movie. Yes, it has a timeless feel to it. But everything about it is so 90s. To bring it into 2018, 2019, 2020, whenever it's said to be released, is a stupid. You know, make a sequel to it. Show us where they are now. And if anyone dares try to tell me that Legally Blonde was the sequel, I will hit you. I will hit you so hard. Reese Witherspoon, while talented on her own, is no Alicia Silverstone. Reese doesn't even wash her hair with eggs, okay? Yes, that used to be a thing. Look it up. Honestly, that's if you're going to remake Clueless, don't remake it. Write us a sequel. Show us where Dion, Cher, Josh, Christian, and all the rest ended up. Obviously, poor Ty won't be able to come back because she passed away. But maybe that's what brings them all back together. Maybe they're all mourning Ty. And then we learn that their lives haven't quite turned out the way they want them to. I'm writing the damn sequel for them. What the hell is wrong with me? I should just go write the script and send it in. It'll get made. Because it's a sequel. To a really hit film that didn't need a sequel in the first place, I might add. Um, but this is one of those films... Clues is just one of those movies that doesn't need a reboot. It's not A Star Is Born. That movie, you can you can literally take that story and drop... Um, it was an actor and actress. Um, 
uh, uh, rock star and and singer, and now a country star and a an aspiring singer. So, you know that story. Even if you change just a little bit of it, the, the same general story is going to be told. You can't do that with Clueless. I'm going to go and and play with my closet for a minute. And I don't know what that means. But I'll be right back. And I'm back. Okay, so... Um... We're gonna step away from, well, not really gossip, but we're we're gonna step away from Hollywood for a second, and we're gonna focus on New York. More accurately, my life. So, as I mentioned um, in the soccer chanting um, segment, I like somebody. Um, I like him a lot. I'm pretty sure he likes me. Everyone says he likes me, and it certainly seems that way. Um, His friend has kind of given me that indication that he does. But we're in this weird flux right now where we don't know what we are. Because neither of us have admitted our feelings to one another at this point. So, yesterday, I met with... Um, one of our mutual friends and we were talking writing and um, I was giving her some encouragement and um, you know just kind of because we haven't been able to talk in a couple weeks so it was good to catch up with her love her to death but kind of like Barbara Walters interviewing Fidel Castro or Monica Lewinsky she didn't give me time to say how are you before she jumped right into what was really pressing. Are you and him dating? She asked. I didn't know how to answer, so I gave the most honest answer I could. Not technically, no. And here's the thing, like, I get it. I, I get why that question would be asked. Because we do spend a lot of time together. Um, and usually we kind of break off from the group and go do our own thing. Um, and in recent weeks we've been... In, in recent weeks we've been... Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. There's, there's no other way than just to say... We've been spending more time alone together. Not in a sexy way. God, I wish. I really wish. But more in a... um, Get to know you and see how this thing is going to work out kind of way. And... You know, the whole thing is... Like I said, we do like one another. That's... That much is obvious. Um, but um, again, we we haven't really said the words to one another. 
I, you know, I, I've made it very clear how I feel, and I'm pretty sure, unless I'm completely dumb, that he's made it very obvious. But there's also that line of, like, um, most, well, if, if you're my friend, you know. For those of you who are listening, I'm not just reading out of a diary entry. Um, drunk dating is is something that I want to launch. Um, I, I'm trying to launch a dating column um, with a magazine. But I want to just see what the interest in, if I have enough topics. Clearly, I do. Um, anyways, uh, for those of you that know me, you know how my relationships usually go. We're usually friends first. And then we crush on one another for a little bit, and then we're together. There's no, like, defined line, really. So when she asked me, and this is not a lady who normally would ask a question like that. So now I'm questioning, like, are we dating? Like, are we already together and I just don't know it? And and that's very, very possible. Um... And who knows, maybe maybe we are dating. Like, I, I think that someone, probably me, is going to have to push the conversation at some point. I'm just not looking forward to doing that. Um, you know, because who, who wants to have that conversation and then be told, no, you're crazy, what the hell were you thinking? I can't think of anyone who wants to hear that. Um, so I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back with the Megan Kelly story. And I'm back. So we started talking about dumb fucking twats and we're going to end talking about a dumb fucking twat. And no, I don't mean me. Um, of course I'm talking about Megan Kelly. I've only been hyping up this segment since the very beginning of the episode. I don't think I've ever said her name more. But it's okay because I'm working on putting together a comprehensive... um, I don't know what it would be called. A comprehensive essay, comprehensive book, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm putting it together... um, And apparently that's going to be the first companion piece to Drunk Gossip, the podcast, because um, Feud in the City is done, but I'm not seeing much of a market for it at this point. So I'm going to hold on to that, and the Donald Trump Stormy Daniels book is nowhere near even a first rough draft being done. So anyways, Megan fucking Kelly... Are you drunk yet? Because I feel like you all are drunk. (laughs) Um, Her implosion began... Basically her first day at NBC. Um, So... The way I always cover my true crime stuff is I start at the beginning and work my way through. So that's what we're going to do here. Her first day on the set was with the cast of Villain Grace. This is very important because... Will and Grace uh, was coming back. They were one of the hottest shows on air. And 
the four they had all done interviews separately and in pairs Megan Mullally Sean Hayes Eric McCormick and Deborah Messing but I believe this was the first time the, the four of them had done an interview together um, and she managed to offend them these four are some of the they're pros that, that's the only way to put it they are pros they don't get offended they don't talk bad about interviewers so she pissed them off um, by asking one of their super fans if he became gay because of the show okay that faux pas is bad not show ending but you know maybe don't have them back on for a while because they're not going to even consider coming on so then she pissed off um, Jane Fonda by asking about her plastic surgery now to be fair I I, I don't think um, that that question was so bad but it, it erupted into a minor controversy because Jane Fonda was really upset by it so with Hollywood turning its back on her and not wanting to book her show she turned to the Me Too movement she, she booked accusers um, when Matt Lauer went down she had his accusers on her show which is said to have really upset NBC Brass um, and then she called for them to do an outside investigation into the allegations and into why Ronan Farrow's piece was not um, broadcast on their network. That's strike two, honey. Like, two, you already have two strikes against you here. Three if you count the Will and Grace stuff, but you don't really have to. So, she was already walking a very, very thin line. And, so she's already walking a very thin line. But things kind of died down and, like, there wasn't really anything too bad until this week. So, earlier this week, she had a panel on of all white people. I, I This needs to be emphasized. This panel was all white. Where they were talking about... Um, oh, basically, a blackface came up. I've, I'm not quite sure why. I think it was because of the Real Housewives of um, New York City. And... Um, basically, in the episode of Real Housewives, Luann... I'm not even going to bother with her last name. Stupid Luann wore blackface um, as part of her Diana Ross costume. And um, there was a controversy surrounding it. So Megan Kelly was like, like, what the fuck, man? Like, as long as it's part of a Halloween costume, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, this erupted into uh, her own scandal. Which, not too surprising, right? Okay. We get it. Um. 
she issued a half-hearted apology. And then on Wednesday, um, she addressed the issue and offered the same kind of half-hearted apology. It wasn't enough. Um, she was condemned by L. Roker and many, many people. But L. Roker is the one who's getting a lot of the press right now because he basically said, you're a dumbass. He said, you know, you're ignorant. You need to, you need to learn. You need to apologize to black people of the country. Um, Andy Lack, who is head of NBC News, had a town hall meeting with NBC News staffers and started out by saying, no, this is not okay. We do not approve of this. You know, we need, everyone needs to feel respected and like they're in a safe place while they're here at work. So then, Megan was taken off air for Thursday and Friday shows. Again, not surprising. Usually when there's a controversy... Well, someone will go off air for a couple days, let it die down, and then come back. She probably should not have been on air Wednesday, let's be honest. But she was, and we can't change that. That's honestly how I'm looking at it. So anyways, so then word started coming out that her days um, with Megan Kelly today were numbered. Um... Some people said she was going to last till the end of the season. But that never seemed like a possibility. Um, because the end of this, the end of the talk show season is technically July. There was no way they were going to let her stay on until July. Then it was, well, maybe she'll stay on until the end of the year. That was more feasible. Um, not likely, but it was definitely more feasible. Um, and now word is that she may just be done. Wednesday show may have been her series finale. Um, her lawyers are meeting with um, NBC execs today, and she wanted Ronan Farrow to be a witness to all this. I'm assuming that she wanted Ronan because... Um, you know, she stuck up for him and really wanted that outside investigation. Yada, yada, yada. I, that's the only thing that kind of makes a decent amount of sense to me. You know, I don't know for sure if that's, the, if that's what's going on. But um, that clearly is... Um, at least the presumption that can be made. And this mess is is really just starting. Um, like I said, it's, it's going to be a comprehensive book that I write. When it comes out, I'll let you know. Um, but until then, I'm going to go so I can get some more work done on that book. And some on my actual job because, oops, I procrastinated. I will um, talk to you guys later. If there are more breaking stories this weekend, I will definitely be back. If not, I will talk to you on Monday. Until then, I'm raising my martini glass to you and saying cheers.